Welcome to Arnie's birthday Zoom. This is a privilege for me, Ben McCall, and uh, a former Purdue football player. A lot more than that, as you'll find out here shortly, but 1977 to 80, part of that great Jim Young recruiting class that really turned the fortunes of Purdue football around on a dime. Ben is 64 years young. He, I'm sure he could still play. Uh, I know he can still play. He says he can still play bad golf, which we all can do that. So that, that part's good. But Ben, happy birthday. And uh, so thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you for having me. Well, Ben, you know, you're, you're, let's look back. I always ask the first questions about birthday traditions growing up in your family or what you've done uh, in your, in your adult years, a July 31st birthday probably means you're getting ready to go back to school in theory when you were growing up or starting football practice. I'm not sure, maybe not quite yet, but uh, take us through what uh, July 31st meant to you uh, over the years. Well, you know, uh, like you said, it was kind of like the end of the summer. Yeah. So you kind of gearing up to go back to school or uh, in my case, since I worked in the school, go back to work. Um, so it's always been kind of a <clears throat> relaxed day. Traditionally, I play bad golf. I try to play bad <laughs> my birthday. Uh, and I've been married 30 years now. So my wife knows when I get back from the golf course, then I'm ready to have a little festivities, but uh, I've enjoyed, um, you know, just family mostly, uh, strong family guys. So mostly uh, usually just get my family together. And as long as I have them around me, then it's a great day. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you played in a magical time for Purdue football, partly because you guys made it that way, to be very honest, uh, 1977 to 80. Take me back through uh, how you were introduced to Purdue. Obviously, growing up in the Chicago area and playing there, Purdue's had connections with their, with that uh, uh, with Chicago over the years. But uh, who first introduced you to the notion of coming? I, I assume it was Jim Young's staff that did it, but maybe did Alex Agassi reach out to you previously? How did that work? He did. So, <clears throat> pardon me, I was recruited by Alex Agassi's staff and I was recruited by Jim Young out to Arizona as well. Okay. He came over from uh, Arizona to Purdue. Then he continued that. But I grew up a Purdue, and I hate to say it, Notre Dame fan. Yeah. We had Channel 44 here in Chicago growing up. So we watched Purdue, Notre Dame football and basketball uh, most of my, uh, you know, formative years. So – it was always on the radar for me and then have an opportunity. Big 10 football was big. Um, I'm out of the Chicago Catholic league. So a lot of guys out of Chicago Catholic league went on to play in the uh, big 10. So Purdue was one of my uh, five final uh, choices. And then once I got to meet coach young and his staff there uh, was, I thought it was an excellent choice for him. Yeah, the great Lindsey Nelson, some of those great Notre Dame highlights, and <laughs> you could watch them all day long growing up. We got a chance to do that even growing up in West Lafayette. All right, you had uh, when you made that choice, and and you know you're, you you come as a freshman uh, in '77. That was a turnaround year. You guys go five and six, '78. You get to a, you really have a great year. And yet your playing career, you getting on the field a lot happened really to, toward the end of the '79 season, your junior year, where 
Purdue's only 10-win season in its history, and yet uh, nobody came up bigger than number 13. That was your number. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, those games against Michigan, Indiana, and Tennessee, uh, you gained over 500 yards in that season, and you came up big in those games. But talk, take us through that experience and maybe also a little bit of that experience of what you learned for waiting for your opportunity to really uh, have the have the limelight and have a chance to, to make a huge contribution to your football team. Sure. So, you know, my uh, freshman year, I uh, – got hurt yeah uh, practice and then uh my sophomore year when we came back uh believe it or not i played in every game my sophomore yeah. year but only carried the ball 11 times because yeah. uh, uh, at the beginning of the season we were playing michigan state and i got hit and fumbled so they like okay well you, you, <laughs> if you play you're gonna block so i was if the tailback had the block i went in for the tailback if the fullback had the block i went in for the fullback and then my sophomore year, some of the guys that have been carrying the load, I mean, my junior year that in, in 70 and 79, my junior year, some of the guys that have been carrying the load had, got banged up pretty good. Right. So it was just an opportunity um, that I had been waiting for and was patient um, and had been in the action already. And so it was just uh, an opportunity to uh, showcase what I what I could do. And then, of course, in the in the uh, bowl game uh, in my junior year, I tore up my knee. Yeah. Uh, so it was exciting. Uh, great, great group of guys that I went in with. Um, Herm, uh, Bart, Calvin Clark, Dave Young, just to name a few. You oh, know, yeah. Already there. Keenan was already there. So they they had a they had some foundational players, and then they brought our group in and um there was a resurgence and it was very exciting yeah i want to take you back because that really that class you know the calvin clarks of the world uh i think there's always been a correlation between and it, and it probably goes without saying really successful teams have really successful people and not that losing teams don't have successful people on them but you guys are an extraordinary group i mean you go back and look at look at what some of your your teammates have done professionally making a difference in the world uh, some have done very well in business some have just have done many many good things that's a an interesting and you guys have had such a close-knit group uh, together over over the years talk about that and what that's meant to you during your 64 years you know i think that 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 that's most important you know if you look at our team we have some talented individuals but uh, we came together collectively. Yeah. Uh, so I think we even played better than our abilities because we were close knit. You know, we would get together um, after practice, after games, you know, together, just hang out. And I think that that's what brought us uh, victories, um, just the, the close knitness. And now uh, to this day, uh, most of us keep in touch and try to get together once or twice a year, uh, whether that be in Florida or uh, Arizona, you know, uh, they talk, Coach, Coach Young is out in Arizona now. Yeah. So a few guys went out there and for his birthday and we just um, have, have became uh, truly uh, boiler brothers, if you yeah. will. 
Yeah. And Jim Young has lived a life of, uh, yeah, I've always been amazed with him. He never stops learning. Uh, he learns that he picks up piano at age 78 or whatever he did. It's an amazing story. But talk about that and, and just the, the effect that your coaches had, not only Jim Young, but your got other uh, position coaches at Purdue or guys that made an impact that maybe changed, not changed your trajectory, but made you uh, made you think about what you're going to be professionally. What was that experience like with that coaching staff? So, you know, the, the coaching staff, we had a pretty, a relatively young coaching right. staff, but you know, some of those guys like, uh, Makovic was the guy that was my recruiter. Yeah. They, they had, a a, a vast array of ex different experiences that they went to us and helped us develop. And, and again, uh, as a guy, I coached high school, was a head coach yeah. at high school for five years. I can tell you, you know, um, uh, as a Catholic, priests and, and coaches have a, a profound impact on you, whether that's positive or negative. Uh, and fortunately for uh, myself and my teammates, Jim Young and his staff had a very positive influence on us uh, and, and directed us in the right way. They were uh, strong on, on uh, a character building. And I think that that helped all of us in uh, our pursuits after football. No question. All right. Now take me back to that Michigan game, 1979. Uh, one of the, you know, Ross age stadium, this is the hundredth year, Ben of Ross age stadium this year. And one of the great games in the history of that uh, facility was was in November of 1979. And in fact, the picture that's going to be out with this story today is of you holding up the ball, I believe, after scoring and your entire offensive line about ready to pile on to you. Uh, talk about that game and what that meant to beat Bo Schembechler's team. They were ranked 10th. You guys had, had started that year at very high hopes. It had a good year. Uh, this helped make it a great year and produce only 10 win season in its history. But talk about that memories of that game. What do you, when you put when the head hits the pillow at night, do you ever think about that to those great moments uh, in Ross aid? Well, for, for sure. You know, we, we, as old guys at 64, <laughs> reminiscent as well. Right. But um, it was exciting. Um, I think that we were, uh, again, in a position where we were confident in each other and believed in each other. Bill Kay had an exceptional game. I yeah, that three. three, three picks, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they, you know, they talked about Anthony Carter. Uh, our DBs kind of shut them down. And then uh, against Michigan that year, uh, and some Michigan guys, of course, told me this, that nobody, um, rushed 400 yards against them. So I had 98 yards and two touchdowns. And I remember that well enough. So when I do see some of those uh, Wolverines, I remind <laughs> that. Uh, that's a, that's a good tax, man. At, at any age, that's a good idea. But the next week, 148 against Indiana. And I know you're a Mich you're an Illinois guy growing up, but that, uh, that bucket game, uh, you guys as fresh or excuse me, as freshmen, yes, lost the bucket, but then, uh, won three in a row, but that was a special day as well. And really one of the, you know, one of the best games between Purdue and Indiana, cause the uh, Indiana team was went to the holiday bowl that year. Lee Corso's team, one of the, you know, was really probably the, one of the best games between two of the best 
and really it's usually IU's the one that's got to hold up its end of the bargain. But IU was really good that year, obviously. Uh, talk about that game. I remember a very warm and lovely uh, no, late November afternoon in Bloomington, but uh, that was a special day for you. You know what it was? Uh, even more so, Alan, as you bring it up, um, Lee Corso uh, recruited me to uh, <laughs> Indiana, and, uh, but I turned down the visit because I kind of gotten overwhelmed with being recruited. And uh, so he said, well, if you don't visit us, we're going to whoop your butt every time. <laughs> but, uh, the three years that we won, every year that we won, uh, my sophomore, junior, senior year, I scored at least one touchdown yeah. to each old, uh, the old bucket, uh, Oak and Bucket Ball games. And so after each game, it was always a pleasure to go over to Coach Corso. <laughs> Coach, yeah. But I enjoyed that. And again, it's a team effort. You know, yeah. as a running back, I know that nothing I did was possible without those guys in the trenches. So those linemen did a heck of a job for us. Yeah, spoken like a true running, a true empathetic and uh, and grateful running back. Uh, that's that's what what you are. Number thirteen. Did you wear that jersey number? And obviously, Purdue's had John Wooden wore number thirteen. Glenn Robinson wore number thirteen. Ben McCall wore number thirteen. Uh, did you wear that number all throughout high school, or how did you get to that jersey number? Or was that just just the way the way it fell to you? You know, you know what I I uh, wore it in high school because my brother wore it in high school. My okay. brother was a quarterback at another Catholic high school um, in Chicago. So one of my older brother, I wanted to emulate him because uh, he was a great role model for me. So uh, I, I wore that number. Uh, that was kind of like the McCall number, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You made us spend an entire career of making a difference in kids' lives. You paid it back uh, and paid it forward, I guess, maybe is the best way to say it with your career. Social work, but also working in public schools and in schools. Last five years in mental health, just as you kind of encapsulate that now that you're that you're retired, so to speak. Talk about that and, and, and the need for people, not just people like yourself, but mentors and, and the importance, importance of dealing with mental health. How does that all come to a head for your experience and as you look forward to our future and trying to solve some of the problems we have uh, as a society moving forward? You know, uh, Alan, it's, it's um, amazing how one moment in time can make a difference in a person's life if you just you know take the time to be kind right yeah. show that you care that you you care about them and and once they have that relationship and that rapport then they know that you have their best interests at heart and and for me you know uh social work for 38, 39 years, actually. Um, and in that time, the uh, adults now, they come back and say, hey, Mr. McCall, you know, I want you to know you made a difference in my life, whether you knew that or not. And uh, so I think just taking time to listen to somebody, uh, you don't have to have all the answers. Uh, sometimes you have to be very honest and say, I don't have an answer, but I'm willing to listen to you. And I think just taking the time to listen to somebody has been, uh, kind of my go-to 
that I that I was willing to listen, that I was willing to pay attention, and if and being honest, if I didn't have an answer to say, I don't know the answer, but we'll, we'll try to work through it together. So it's listen. been very rewarding for me. Yeah, I can tell that just by the, the way you express yourself. Okay, Purdue. 2023 has a 37-year-old coach. Uh, you you certainly, you know, you, it, Jim Young was not all that much older than that when he came to Purdue, and you had, obviously, Lee Larkins, Mike Hankowitz, other guys on that staff that were really young uh, yeah. at your time. But talk about that and, and maybe what you see for Purdue football. I don't know how much chance you, if you've had a chance to meet Ryan Walters yet. Very energetic very positive, very strategic, it seems, uh, yet he's got a big job ahead of him. But talk about uh, if you were going to talk to that football team about how how you deal with this type of environment, uh, what would you say to them? You know, just just make sure that they have each other's backs, that they go yeah. in. I know there's a lot more uh, enticements, if you will, nowadays with the NIL and things like yeah. that. Sometimes uh, these young athletes get to be individuals and they and they lose that team aspect but i think that the the new coach has uh i believe his youth will serve him well with uh these players because he's young enough to be able to connect with them on a different level and uh i i'm um like a i'm a bears fan so with purdue <laughs> always mystic you know but but i like what he did at Illinois defensively. Um, so I think that they'll be hard-nosed, tough, and competitive from, uh, you know, the, the very first snap of the ball. And I look forward to uh, supporting him and coming down there and, and seeing some Purdue games and seeing them uh, win some ball games. All right, boy, you got it. You better get your September schedule lined up because they're playing what four games, I think, in September at home, homecoming included, I think, against Illinois on the 30th of September. So, Ben, what a privilege to share your 64th birthday with me and with uh, the gang at Golden Black. Uh, your message resonates. And uh, that's a great thing from that standpoint. You're and it was great to share some share some of the great memories with you. Have a great birthday. And uh, I loved it. You sent some nice pictures from a trip to Spain. I assume uh, uh, maybe some travel and stuff will be on your horizon down the road, but it also will be that two hour, two and a half hour trip or whatever that is for you down to West Lafayette. We'll look forward to seeing you in Ross Aid, hopefully this fall. Okay. Thanks for having me, Alan. Have a great day. Appreciate you celebrating my birthday with me.